0: Alright you guys, what's going on and welcome, welcome to a new episode of Just The so Word Clear brought to you by myself, Hanley Hofer and Marissa True. Hi! Nice, today. nice, short, cheerful, chirpy. Um, so today Marissa and I are doing a solo one-on-one coming straight to you because we feel like you guys like these.
1: Yeah, something about our personal lives and us being really, really honest and exposed with you guys seems to seems to click.
0: I don't know about you, but every time I I know we're going to do a solo episode, my brain starts racking of all the thoughts that I have sort of backlogged to share in the podcast one day. Sometimes I remember a story of my life where I'm like, oh, wow, I was such an idiot. I can't wait to share this on the podcast. And then we're like, we're going to do a solo episode. And I'm like, oh, ooh, time to bring up that story of when I did this and this. I have a couple of those, but
1: given how the last solo episode went where I basically cried, um, now it's been more like, maybe don't share that one. Maybe people don't need to know that one. <laughs> I've had I like think- a mental editing process of being like, that's honest, like we can tell people that one. Maybe we keep this one for like farther down the line when you seem a little less fragile than you currently are.
0: But we like it when it's raw.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I had I did get a couple of messages from people following that episode where they were like, we completely connect. I completely understand. And whew, that was a relief because if I came out with it and people were like, you spoiled little fool, then I would just be so upset.
0: If you so guys are wondering good. which episode this specifically is, just go a couple ones back. It's the uh, what was the title of it? Best just self so we're sounds clear. fake, but okay. Best, yeah, best. Just so we're clear, best self sounds fake, but okay. Um, so I think for this episode, we've kind of decided a theme, and the general theme is breakups. Which can go two mm. ways, right? You've got, because, I mean, think about it. We, like, growing up, everyone knows about the big, like, romantic breakups. But there's also, like, friendship breakups, which I, which are, like, personally more common than heart breakups, but equally devastating, I'd say.
1: I think they're strange ones because you never consciously think about breaking up with a friend. It's never a conscious act. You kind of either, I guess you assume you let the relationship fade and just suddenly it's, oh, I guess we're not that close anymore, rather than make the conscious and active decision to turn to someone and be like, I don't think we can be friends for a while or yeah. ever again.
0: Because growing up, you know, and when you enter a female friendship, you're kind of like, you don't expect it to end. Whereas when you enter a relationship with a partner, there is a suss out of like, well, if you're not my person, then maybe this isn't gonna work out, you know? Like you don't really date your friends. You just kind of become friends.
1: I guess it's because you can have more than one, right? Unless you're a polygamous person, then you don't have to decide then and there if this is a person you want to keep around for a long time.
0: Yeah. In a way, when it comes to friendships, we're all in open friendships, aren't we? Yeah, I'm just gonna I was gonna put it out here, Han. Like, you and I are
1: not exclusive at all. It's really awkward. I've made so many friends this year. Oh, my God. Did you think otherwise?
0: Don't you dare (laughs) start a podcast with any of them, though. That that (gasps) would cross the line.
1: Likewise. That's my boundary. Oh, my God. There it is. Setting your boundaries. Oh, you can't.
0: (laughs) But I think every every woman, um, every man as well, I mean, I think everybody gets shaped by one or two like friendship breakups, you know, like I can, I can definitely say that I've had a few friendship breakups in my day. Um, and it haunts you like it, like it really like scars you. And, and when I reflect on it, yeah, I mean, they're common and they're just not talked about enough. So I think today we'd like to break down like the effect of when a friendship turns toxic, like what the fuck? toxic even means in regards to friendship and ways that we've coped and the ways that we found has helped us along the way of figuring out this whole relationships situation. Mm. I mean, if I think back
1: on a toxic friendship or one that I had to walk away from and decide that it wasn't serving me any good, it was definitely one I had in high school because I don't know why I tolerated or stood for it, but basically, I did have a very close friend. She was actually my best friend at the time. Um, but I never felt like my self-esteem was good around her. I never felt like I never felt like I was kind of being praised for my achievements or who I was, and it was to the extent that she would begin spreading rumors about me she would spread room she would tell, feed me rumors to basically keep me feeling insecure and not confident at all in my own social ability and it was so strange and it kind of came to a boiling point a few years after university end uh, after school ended and we were in university where I actually had to turn to her and say I can't take this anymore I can't have you in my life I wish you the best but I will not be in your picture and that was the strangest conversation I think I've ever had with a friend
0: so, you mean, she was like, she was like gaslighting you? Oh,
1: big time. So she, oh, I remember, I can actually give you a few instances which sound, I mean, they sound kind of teenager-y. I guess they were teenager at the time. I was 17, 18. But if I had like a crush on a boy, she would tell me that there were rumors about a prank being put against me so that the guy would ask me out and that if I said yes, everyone was going to make fun of me. What? Or... That there was like a dare going around of who would have the audacity to take Marissa of all people on a date because she was so intense and so, you know, (gasps) nerdy. And, um, oh, and it got so much worse when we got to university because she ended up coming to my university. She, She turned people I didn't know against me. And I actually had a reputation amongst this group of people in my own university town as this villain, like this super villain, this evil, selfish, conniving, manipulative person who was basically puppet mastering her well-being. And I remembered, I remembered, I think it was in my last year of university, someone meeting someone at a party, and I said my name and they went, wait, do you know this person? I went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to be friends, but it's a bit of a shit show. It was a bit of a mess. And they just went, oh my God, you're that Marissa? I've heard like uh, everything that I've heard about, she seems so incorrect. And I was like,
0: wow. Wow. This person really went out of her way to like, yeah, (laughs) this person really went out of her way to just like, try to paint you a certain color. Wow. So that, I mean, it was bizarre. That in a nutshell sounds like a really toxic friendship. Like she was toxic to you. And she like, she just sounds like a toxic person.
1: But that was the weird thing about it was that, I think there's always this part of you that questions when you're addressed with a toxic situation of how am I contributing to this? Mm. Like, what am I doing to feed this sort of narrative? Like what, like, how, how do I have to hold myself accountable for what's happening? I genuinely had nothing. Like I, I went above and beyond to make sure that she was okay. If she called at 2am crying, I would turn up or I would get her to come to mine. Like, None of it added up. So it was one of those situations where I was like, there's just no winning. Yeah. And for the sake of my own well-being, I just have to back out and be like, listen, you're on your own
0: because I can't do this. I think that's a really important thing all of us learn along the way. It's when we really recognize when the boundaries have been crossed and then stand up for ourselves in it. Standing up for ourselves sometimes is the hardest thing to do. And I think that's like, that's a like people don't, we don't share that enough because everyone really like coveted, covets being like confident and and everyone's like, oh, she got that. That comes so easy, but standing up for yourself and, you know, voicing your needs, it's a practice. The other day I shared this Instagram story of like the importance for expressing your needs. Cause I've gone through something recently where I realized that I wasn't being confident in expressing my needs. And the reason that was, is because I wanted to just make the people around me comfortable. And, you know, as women, we have a nurturing demeanor. So we want to make we sure that we're comfortable. We don't want to
1: drive any conflicts. Yeah, We
0: don't want to have conflict. We don't want to be a burden. We just want to help. We just want to make things cozy. Even if it means like sacrificing our needs or, or compromising our needs for others. Mothers do this all the time, by the way. But it's mm. like the practice of expressing your needs and standing up for yourself. It's freaking hard. It's hard because it's those moments where you realize that it's like, oh my God, I need to back me. I'm my own cheerleader in this. I got me, go, go, go. But then it's also like learning the practice of the delivery of expressing your needs. But I think it's, it's tricky because I think
1: we always consider that in the context of a relationship. Like what are your needs when it comes between you and a partner? But then when it comes to a friendship, having needs is almost strange because you're kind of friends almost separate from your needs your friends because this person isn't serving a particular purpose it's because you just get along great but then that doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries to respect and I think setting boundaries in friendships are almost fuzzier
0: around the edges than setting boundaries in a relationship or a breakup even for sure it kind of feels like in 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 relationships, you can like literally draw and write out your boundaries in a way that is so black and white and understood. You can have these chats yeah. and these deep and meaningful. Like things, you can like, straight this up say, like, I need I'm not open to three Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. But then when it comes to friendships, you, yeah, you're right. You don't communicate them. And it's like this uncommunicated, but understood language. And it, it's weird, right? That we don't have that. I think one thing as well, though, with friendships is that a lot of, well, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, one of the harder things of growing up and and just, you know, evolving as we do is like having perspective shifted on the friendships from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Childhood friends, like then versus now, who you are versus who you were is so complicated to narrate, I feel. I mean, I've gone through something recently where I've known a person for basically my whole life, and this year has just been a giant volcano of a lot of just illusions and perceptions and expectations that we had for each other because of this like history and loyalty because I've known you my whole life. And it's kind of like you know people so well, you know them the whole life that the idea that they can change just, it's just not available to you. So when you realize that they have changed, because we all change all the time, and you kind of take a step back and you ask yourself, like, if I had met this person in my life now, would we be friends? Like, how many Mm -hmm. of us have those, like, I don't know, like teenage friendships, like early 20s friendships, like friendships from our party days or from our preschool days, where we are opposite them now and we hear about each other's lives and our decisions and we can't help but make a judgment because we're human. And we're like, would I, would we be friends if we met now? Yeah. And that's something that I've been struggling to like navigate around. Like, how do you, yeah, how do you like sit with that? What do you do when you're like, oh my god, my boundaries and everything would have been crossed, but then I'm tied by this loyalty because of time. Hmm. Uh,
1: it's it's one of those things where I think the example that I gave was very much a clear case of. You don't fit in my life because you are not good for me. So I'm going to kind of basically break up with you as my friend. I think in your example, it's more about you're both evolving in different different directions and your lives are taking you to different places. And it's like, okay, well, how strong does the hook stay? And in this evolution, do we still have that, you know, that little lock and key that fits for each other anymore? Mm. And I think that's a really I think that's a that's a harder one to face because at least, you know, in my story where you're being mistreated and disrespected, you can stand up for yourself and say, Nope, I'm not gonna stand for that. I have more self-respect. Goodbye. While yours is, what do we do now? Like where do we go from here? Yeah. And it's it's strange. It's so open-ended. And I, I think that's a tricky one as well because that's not something you necessarily want to let go of because that means that the care is still there. The affection is still there. You still want them to do well, but it's more like, how do they fit in my picture, even if I want the best for them?
0: Yeah. And I feel like this happens so often, so all, like all the time. I was talking to my boyfriend and I was sharing about the situation of this person that I know my whole life, but we're, we're becoming such different people. And it's just like, how do we navigate around this and he was telling me that this happens to him too and but it happens with such different subjects for example like his friend turned into their faith heavily and became extremely religious and because of that their lives were so different that even though there was still love there they just didn't fit in the picture anymore and then there are those who suddenly like have babies and marriages you have friends that just become like overnight Parents, family unit, family unit, all in one, and you're like, oh shit, you're a full blown adult, <laughs> and I'm still here just <laughs> celebrating when I get my period. Like
1: we're exactly we're like, different like, we're you got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I. It's a tricky one because I feel like on some level they then always stay your friend. Like if you hit them up. And you catch up. You will always get along. There will always be some semblance of the original bond that ties you together. But it's just, I think, it's just no longer the friendship priority, right? It's not the first person you go to. It's not the first person you call when in crisis or when you have exciting news. They sort of, you rejig your people, I guess. Yeah. So it's not really, it's not really like a, it's not really a breakup. I guess it's just like a, a fading of the strength of a ball. Yeah,
0: like it doesn't break, but it it just changes. I think one of the things that is hard to do in general is to not take things personally mm-hmm. in anything in life. Like, oh my, I, I take, I, I mean, it's a practice to not take things personally. That you know, I'm trying to do more of because when you realize that you know by not taking anything personally you get to live just a so much more stress-free life cuz they're like Mm-mm. no problem I'm cool I'm cool but when it comes <laughs> to friends yeah but when it comes to friendships and friendships ending friendships evolving people changing I feel like relationships are just so key and they're such mirrors that not taking things personally when you've like got such an investment in your heart with people can be hard to do. I struggle with it sometimes.
1: I'm thinking about um whether I feel like I've always been the one to make assessments of people I want to keep close to me because I'm 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 fairly I'm a homebody like if I'm going to go out with my friends it's got to be people I care about and people I'm willing to make that effort for, right? And I think a lot of that changed over this year because in sort you know, in being in lockdown or whatever else, the people you keep in touch with are maybe not the people you expected to to speak to the most, and the people you hung out with the most before all of this stuff happened last year, they're suddenly not your people anymore, and that's strange because that's almost like the unsaid weakening, like you just kind of know like both sides kind of just know, "Oh, we're drifting, and that's okay. It's almost like there's almost like a silent piece to it. But then I also remember back in middle school, that was actually my first friendship breakup because I was friends with two girls. And one girl and I always butted heads. And but like, I, you know, I still respected her, but I found her really difficult to be around. But I was kind of like, you know, we're friends. This is just what we do. And she was the one that turned around and broke up with me. She turned around and was like, I just can't be friends with you anymore. And we just didn't speak. For years, literally years. And I took that personally for sure, because I was like, what the fuck? I'm a delight. Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's when we were 13 years old. That wasn't even a concept back then, I don't think. Did we pioneer this? Doesn't matter, but I'm taking credit for it. But literally, maybe 10 years later, I get a message on Facebook being like, hey, how are you? And it was her and we got along better than we ever did. So I feel like sometimes we see friendship breakups as like, you know, you don't fit in my life anymore. Like, I don't want you around or I don't enjoy your company. But you just are at different stages, like you were saying, with mortgages, pregnancies, marriages, babies, like whatever. That that doesn't mean that those two paths don't reconvene. It's just about knowing if they're your priority at this point in time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reminder. I think that's, I think that's exactly the message that we need to remind ourselves also is that it feels like an end, but like, that's not for sure. Like nothing has to end. Like we just get so invested and we get so close with our peoples and our friends and our communities that when they're not there, it's always like an adjustment, but we always need to remember that just because they're not there now doesn't mean they're not there later. Like we can always loop background to find them. I guess it's almost, it's almost
1: in a way it's like, a, it's like a romantic breakup, right? Like you, you know, you kind of have to cut ties for a while, you know, you have to go your own separate ways, but that doesn't mean that farther down the line, you know, you won't run into each other and then be on different pages to, you know, whatever circumstances caused you, caused you to, leave things where they were at that point in time. And then you could just be completely different people who are much more compatible or the opposite, not compatible at all to the extent that you can encounter each other five, ten years later and be like, no, we don't work anymore. And that's fine, because both of us see it. Mm. But I think there maybe there maybe the trick with the friendship one is if there's one person that's completely blindsided by why the other person would need to end a friendship because like I said, friendships can kind of just keep running. It's kind of like your fridge—you leave it on; you don't have to actively switch it off. It's just supposed to be maintained. It's supposed to just run. <laughs> food does that analogy, make sense? yeah,
0: I does. The moment we like friendships are like fridges, yeah. I'm like they hold my, they hold my food. <laughs> they keep me cool. Yeah, no, like it's,
1: yeah, okay, A- yes, excellent, excellent point there, Henley. They keep you cool. But you leave them running because you assume that that's just always supposed to be in the background. There's no part of you that thinks, oh, switch it off for a while. See what happens. Mm. Like, what will it spoil? Do you know what I mean? Mm. While for other things, we're actively and we're consciously like switching things on and off like light switches or air conditioning or whatever. We're constantly thinking about what do I need to do? Do I need to charge this? How do I keep this alive? While other things, we just we just let it go and assume it's always going to be there.
0: That is... Oh, you nailed it. You're totally right. In the, apart- <laughs> in the apartment of life, <laughs> friendships are the fridge. <laughs>
1: I don't know what it is with the last 24 hours, but the metaphors that have come out of my mouth in our conversations have been phenomenal. I'm, and I'm I, sad that this is the only one we caught. <laughs> yeah, we're,
0: you're kind of killing it. So you guys, I mean, listen, this is our, our thoughts on this topic. I wonder if you guys listen at any point, you nodded along because you resonate, and maybe you have a story or two of friendships gone sour or awkward or weird or drifted apart. And if so, and if this did resonate with you, honestly, let us know. We freaking love it when you guys message in and we're like, oh my God, all that vulnerability that we throw out on the podcast is landing on well-received ears. We love it and we always reply. So hit us up. You know what?
1: Yeah, you know what I see... Our vulnerability, as in terms of how, like, because every time, every time we kind of show a really personal side to ourselves, and I, I feel like it's like we're streaking through a field with like a full football stadium audience, and if you know you're doing it because you're expecting someone to respond or someone to resonate or someone to point at that and be like, oh, haha, I get it, but then if no one says anything, you're like, why did I just run through that field naked? (laughs) For what reason? <laughs> For what purpose? Like explain to us why us exposing
0: ourselves has benefited you, <laughs> please. I honestly because... I honestly feel like we could expose ourselves more, but sometimes I just need to like take pause of like, am I ready to share that part about myself? Like I have some crazy yeah, stories I think under the belt. Like some stories that I don't even know I've oh, told the... you. I'm like, oh God, I haven't told her. This. What do you mean? dude i have so many crazy stories under my belt like the time that i was set up on a blind date with a prince
1: oh nice and you didn't marry him that's fine yeah i know you could have been princess of genovia
0: oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um uh, okay guys we're gonna keep this one short and sweet let us know how you feel and thanks for tuning in any final words marissa Oh, you're just gonna say bye? bye. Yeah, we're good. We got it. Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.